0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Jefferson College Podcast. We're the college ministry at Jefferson Baptist Church, and over the next few weeks we're going to be looking at how we can make, mature, and mobilize disciples of Jesus Christ while we're in college. We're going to do this by asking a few of our graduating seniors how they did this while they were in college, and also how they wish they would have done things differently from the beginning. So let's get to this week's podcast. This week on the Jefferson College Podcast, we're going to be talking about making disciples while you're in college. We have Casey Martin with us, and Zach Brubaker here as well. Um, They're both seniors in our ministry. They're graduating, unfortunately, um, but we're just going to talk about their experience through college and just how they've learned to make disciples and how important it is to do so as well. So, Casey, uh, why don't you just tell us what your major is, um, where you're from, and future plans uh, after you graduate.
1: I so, uh, yeah so I studied horticulture um, which is basically just a fancy word for like plants um, in college um, I'm from a little town called Franklinton um, in Louisiana and future plans um, at least for the foreseeable future um, I plan to work for a company called National grazing lands and basically we just, Promote or like my job will be with social media and like administrative stuff for promoting um, proper management of like grazing lands and anim- like lands that animals are eating, um, which is kind of a weird way to say that. Yeah, it is, but <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Um, and yeah.
0: Okay, really cool, really cool. And Zach, what about you? What's your major? Where are you from? Future plans?
2: I'm graduating with a sports administration degree. Uh, I'm from New Orleans, and I'm going to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary in the fall.
0: Okay, so you're doing nothing with your degree. Uh, yeah, I, I
2: am. De- well, I'm. Yeah. Well, I'm using it to get a master's. Okay, fair enough. So fair there's enough. some use, and I'm getting a minor in business. So nice. go off, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I so, guess. Yeah, that's but awesome.
0: That's awesome. Um, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so. Just to start off, we just kind of want to talk about how being connected here at Jefferson um, has really challenged you and helped you grow throughout college, and how did you find the church in the first place?
1: Okay, so being connected with Jefferson, like keyword connected, um, has helped me in college so much in the sense of like, especially community, um, like not just with like other college students and like peers and people who are in kind of like the same season of life, but being connected to like adults and families and being able to serve like in the kids ministry or with the youth in D nows and um, different events like that. Um, It adds like a sense of like normalcy to like life. And it's like not just about doing schoolwork and about being in college and um, those kinds of things, but really preparing like a lifestyle and like a routine that, even once, like school is over, like it is now, like that can continue. Yeah,
0: that's good. Um, Zach, I have a little bit of a different question for you. Um, Anything? So, I what I face with a lot of college students is they think like college is a very transitional time in their life. It's only four years. Um, it's not really that important to get connected with a local church. Do you think that's true? Um, do you think that's just completely false? Um, what are your thoughts on that? And, like, why? Like, why should I get connected if you believe we should? Well,
2: you should absolutely be connected to a local church, um, even if it's just four years um, or three for you, for those of you coming with AP classes, stuff like that. But, um, yeah. I the five years, too. Oh, yeah. And you five year, six year guys. Love y'all. But, um, yeah, getting connected is just super important. And, why? Because um, that's how Jesus intended this whole thing to be. Your faithless. was never supposed to just be your own life. Um, you were meant to have a community. I and the best place to find that is the church. Um, the churches, the people, not the building. Um, it's such. It's been. It's been such a blessing in my life because I've met other college students who have challenged me, grown me. Um, I've met. Older adults who have done likewise important to me, and it's also given me um great service opportunities to like, um serve our youth group kids sixth through twelfth graders um yeah and without being connected to Jefferson I would have never had those opportunities to, um be poured into and to pour out so even if you're just here for th- three to six years um it's so important because um if you learn how to join a church now and be a good and effective church member now, then you'll be set to do so when you get out of college and for the rest of your life.
0: That's good. Um, I really like what you said about like, that was his plan, right? His plan was to be connected with the local church and to be committed there. And even more so in that plan is like the way that Christ and God designed the world to be reached with the gospel was through the local church. Um, that was his plan from the beginning. That was his plan um, just from when Jesus came to now, his plan was to use the church to reach the nations. So we have a, a very important priority to be a part of a local church and be connected there as well, which brings us into our topic, right, of of making disciples. Um, we see that, you know, Christ's plan was to use the local church, but on an individual basis, how, how have you personally reached your campus for the gospel? Or what are some ways that you've tried to? Um, why is it even important to reach
1: your campus for the gospel? Um, I think it's important because in any season of life that you're in, like God's put you there for a purpose. Um, and I think a lot of times we come to college, like you said earlier, like thinking that it's this transitional phase that, um, you know, like, I'm going to get this degree and then I'm going to use it for the gospel and then I'm going to um, serve the local church. Then I'm going to make disciples. And we think of it as a stepping stone and not as this phase of life that we can really prepare and like be on mission now. Um, But college is also this very unique season of life that there's so many people that are all in the same like kind of boat as you, like you are all trying to figure out what's next. You're all um, studying a lot or working or trying to balance um, your workload. Um, And it gives you this advantage that once you graduate from college, you might not have um, because you can connect with other people, other peers in a much more distinct way, I guess, than like if you're in a job where, you know, the only thing you really have in common is the job. Um, I kind of forgot your question a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, so, like, how have you personally reached the gospel? So we've seen the importance, like what you just answered, of why it's so important. We have such a huge opportunity. It's a huge mission field. Um, so how have you taken steps to do that?
1: Um, for me personally, the the BCM on campus was initially, like, a really good kind of in for campus. Um, It's how it connected me with my local church, which was even more, like, important for, like, my personal development and, like, growth with God, Um, but with the BCM, there were different ministries that, like, attracted other students to campus, I mean, to the, like, BCM building, and for me, the international students were a big deal. Um, That's how I met a lot of, like, the people that I were, like, I was able to, like, weekly, like, kind of minister to. Um, But then also with Jefferson, like, we would do things in Free Speech Alley or we would do um, just kind of, like, evangelism out on the campus. Uh, And for me, that was... Like designated time throughout the week that I was intentionally like sharing the gospel with different people.
0: That's really good. Um, I think international students are a huge mission field, right? Um, They're literally the mission coming to us. Um, A lot of times I think we think we have to go overseas, we have to go to all the nations in order to reach all the nations. But with international students, they're coming to the local college campuses and we have a great opportunity and obligation to share the gospel with them. Um, so that's a really cool ministry and a really cool way that you can reach your campus because they're going to go back. Um, if they come to belief in Christ, like they're going to go back and be missionaries um, because that's what we've taught them. That's how we've equipped them here. So Zach, what about you? How have you um, personally taken steps to reach your, go- uh, your campus for the gospel? Uh,
2: yeah. Um, going back to like the why question, um, well, just want to reference um, this book called *The Fuel and the Flame* uh, by Steve Shadrack and Paul Wooster. Please go read it; um, it's great. But that's where I'm getting a lot of my stuff from. Yeah. Um, you know, why? It's just um, college. You'll never be around so many like lost people, other than um, prison and the military. Um, those three groups are just crazy amounts of people who don't know jesus and such great opportunities and we're talking about college so i'm not talking about the other two but um such great opportunities i'm um, just walking past um especially lsu thousands of other people who are my age and don't believe in jesus and it's a such a great opportunity and also their college students are just so recruitable and teachable and sendable um and it's just like if you if we can share the gospel with them and they can come to christ as a college student and then the hope would be that they would take the same um passion and drive that most college students have and take that into their careers and take the gospel with them wherever they go so that's why college is such a strategic um mission field and how um some of the ways. we did me and several of my friends have done this thing called um evangelism explosion um which is essentially just like walking up to people on campus trying to start um spiritual conversations with them and i know that it could be really scary and it was really scary for the longest time for me um just walking up to random people asking about their beliefs but um that's been really cool just to gauge people's interest on their spiritual beliefs and stuff because most people are more open are open to talk about spiritual things you just don't think they are um and then uh this past semester um since i was convicted by the fuel and the flame um i had just this um heart for um fraternities like the greek system and i never joined a uh, frat before but uh befriended this freshman named Rhett and he was part of this fraternity called Alpha Tau Omega or ATO and we just kind of in the spring started um, this bible study um, in his fraternity of ATO um, not just freshmen but like uh, upperclassmen as well and it's been really cool to um, get to know those guys and share the gospel with them. We went over um, the seven I am statements in John of Jesus. Um and yeah, so yeah, those are two ways.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's amazing. Uh that's a lot to unpack right there. But like the why I think is so important, right? Um this this huge campus. So you know, both go to LSU, both are on a campus of thirty thousand plus people. Um with, you know, I think this upcoming year there's a class of seventy five hundred freshmen coming in. The majority of these people, I don't know the exact statistics. I don't know if we could find those if we had them, um, but the majority aren't Christians. Um, they might be nominal Christians. They might be people that claim Christ but don't actually practice, right? Um, they don't actually practice their faith, and it is just such a huge mission field. I mean, like, I don't know what the statistics are, but, I mean, there's probably at least 20,000 people. It's probably more than that. It's probably 25.
1: Yeah, I think it's way more than that. Yeah,
0: I think it is, too. I think it's probably 25,000 people that you live next to that you go to class with, um, that you eat in the union next to, right? Like there's just such an opportunity. Um, like what Casey was saying, like all of these people came together in this, this unity of being in college, this unity of struggling through a major or whatever, like it has brought all these people together and you have a chance to share the gospel with them. Um, that's huge. I mean, it is such a great opportunity for us, um, because these people not only are there a ton of them all together, these are the future leaders of the world, right? Like these are the people that are educated, that are going to go into the next step and be your CEOs, to be your lawyers, to be your doctors, to be your engineers. And like, these people are setting the foundation for society. So like, yeah, it might be important to reach them. Right. Um, it might be important to reach them for Christ because he is the cornerstone. He is the one that can save us. Um, so The why is huge, right? Um, I love the practical steps. And I think one thing that like probably all our listeners are here is just to start, right? Um, uh, Just a quick question. Have y'all done that from the beginning? Like your freshman year, you came in, you were sharing the gospel off the bat. Uh,
1: No.
2: (laughs) No for me. Okay.
0: Yeah, right. Um, And I think we get discouraged, right? Um, We get to a point where we're just like, I can't do that ever. Um, So I guess the follow-up question to that is just what, made you think, okay, I need to do this. I need to take this seriously. I need to build relationships. I need to share the gospel. Um, What took it? I know you said the fuel and the flame was a big part of yours, um, but anything else that stood out?
2: I mean, yeah, the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, The Bible's first. Um, Man, because that's just like our commission. Um, It's just several different places in Scripture of just going to the lost and sharing the gospel with them. So, um, I know I... Um, kind of had that conviction, still do, of man. There's lots of people on campus. I share the gospel with them, and so I kind of just um, started doing it just because, like, oh, because God told me so. Um, but as you do it, as you rub shoulders with people who don't know Jesus, you definitely develop more of a heart for them, and then, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely good to you should pray for um, like a burden for the lost, you should yeah. pray for opportunities, you should pray for um, boldness um, to share. Um, yeah, but I know that's how it worked out for me, and now God is still working in my heart to create more of a burden for them, uh, because I know I still need much more of a burden for them, but I am the most burdened for lost people that I've ever been.
0: Yeah, and it took. it really did start from just starting to share the gospel, right? Um, the burden might not have been there in the first place, but once you have that interaction, once you have those encounters, you're like, man, these people need Jesus. Um, so that's that's yeah, it's really good. Um, and yeah, the Bible does talk a lot about it, right? Um, from Genesis two to Genesis, or yeah, Genesis two, where we see be fruitful and multiply, to Genesis eleven, where God commissions Abraham to be a blessing to all the nations. To to Matthew twenty eight, the most famous of them all, that we are to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. All of these things are calling us to reach the world for our Savior Jesus, right? Um, for for our God who has come and redeemed us. Um, so there is definitely a clear command there in Scripture. So Casey, do you have anything else on that? Uh,
1: yeah, I think. I mean, I think that starting um, to share the gospel is definitely like a conviction in itself. But for me, I think that that compassion, um, or even just having my eyes open to like the the vast lostness um really came into play when i started to take my own faith seriously serious um and started to you know really dive into like a deeper relationship with god um my freshman year in just like taking my faith serious and and realizing like the depth of the gospel like the the depth of what Jesus did on the cross and what that means for people who don't know him. Um, because I think so often, like even in my own life, like I would, you know, take, I would, I would read my Bible and I would go to church and, and I don't think that any of that was done in vain. Like I, I loved the Lord in high school. Um, and I tried to make my faith really personal. Um, through prayer and just worship, but it like the gospel doesn't stop there. Yeah. Our our command from God doesn't stop there. Um and just like he wants us to know him, he also wants us to share what we know with other people and um like the fullness of the gospel, um, uh, where it talks about in Second Corinthians five, seventeen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to twenty or twenty one. Um that we've not only been reconciled to God, which in itself is this amazing gift, but we've been given the mission of reconciliation Mm -hmm. and to like, like Zach was saying, like to rub shoulders with people or to be in class with people and to really think about how like serious you take eternity. And that if you believe the Bible in its entirety that after this life, like there's going to be a heaven and a hell mm. and you either spend eternity with God, which is ideally what we all want. Um, or you go to hell and to, to stand next to someone, um I'm trying not to get emotional <laughs> to stand next to someone mm. and to not share the gospel with them, to not tell them about God is essentially like it's, it's a really, like bleak contrast, but to, to stand next to someone and not share the gospel is essentially to say that like, you hate them. Like mm-hmm. you like, don't care if they go to hell. You don't care if they never hear the gospel. Um, and like, that's, it's just strong.
2: Yeah. I think That's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's real good and real convicting. Right. Um, we, we have been given that message, as we see in Second Corinthians 5, of this this reconcilia- reconciliation act that God has done for us, that he's come, how he's died for us, in order that we can have a relationship with him. And he rose again, defeating death, and all we have to do is place our belief in him. That's amazing, right? Like, the gospel in itself, like, I've seen over the past couple of years, as I've been in ministry and been sharing the gospel, it's become more and more beautiful to me, um, and I think it goes along to what Zach was saying and what Casey was saying. The more seriously we take our faith the more realistic the gospel is to us the more amazing the, the message of christ coming is just so good it's just like so heart-wrenching for us to say man we need to let others know about it um so it starts with reading the word like knowing what the gospel is in the first place and taking that seriously um and then going out and doing it because um, i think what both of y'all said is like once you started to do it You've developed a bigger and larger burden for the lost um, because you just recognize it's there. Um, and I think that's one of the dangers we see in, in college is that we get in groups of Christians, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. We get in groups of Christian community and we don't know lost people. We have this command to go, right? Like this command to go and make disciples. And like we get this in our in our sermons and our small groups and at church and all these things. And we look around us and we say, I don't know who that is. Um, so I guess how do you begin to make relationship with lost people but also have a strong Christian community? I don't know. What do you think?
2: I would say, I mean, yeah, that's what I was about to just talk (laughs) about. Um, It's just because I came to college, really wanted that Christian community, and I got it. But I kind of lost the value of having lost people in my life that I actually had relationships with. Um, Yeah, so really just having some form of relationship with lost people whether it's um like a certain group on your ca- on campus um one of those student groups just join one you like you don't even have to join one you don't like like if, if you um like playing baseball go play club baseball and that's a good way to meet lost people um yeah or even if it's in your for you freshmen who are living in dorms like what an opportunity to meet lost people because there's a lot of them in your dorm. And I know I wasted my freshman year of living in a dorm to really reach out to lost people. Like it's, it's really scary. Like I get that at first. Um, but just like even just meeting people in your dorm because you do and sharing the gospel with them. So having that, um, establishing that common connection with lost lost people, whether it's in a group or in a dorm or something like that, just be a part of something that's that has people who don't believe in Jesus in it um, because it just not that um, the gospel loses power or anything like that. Just sharing it with a, someone you don't know, but it's it means so much more to a person once you actually um, know them and you do life with them and then. Balancing it with um, other Christians because you just don't want to spend all your time with people who don't believe in Jesus. Um, once again, being a part of a church super important. Or even if you wanted to take like a like a Christian friend or friends with you to a certain um, group on campus. Like I said, with um, I just mentioned club baseball. Like m- like grab a few of your Christian friends and let's go play club baseball. But then having a kingdom reason to play club baseball other than i just like to play baseball um yeah so just don't spend all your time with lost people and don't spend all your time with christians um especially for those lost people i mean i've heard the excuse of like oh man i don't want to be influenced in the wrong way and sure there might be some exceptions to um certain people in your life that are drawing you away but um ultimately you still need to have that relationships have those relationships with lost people and influence them for the lord. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh you could spend an entire podcast just on this one question um or topic. Um like like Zach kind of just said like the the kingdom minded um I think one of the first steps in in even like kind of balancing like your Christian non-Christian community really has to come from being aware that you've only surrounded yourself with, Mm -hmm. with other Christians, which having Christian community is, is really important. Like Zach said, like having people that can, that can strengthen you and encourage you. But the point in Christian community is to encourage you and strengthen you to be out on the like battlefield, essentially to be out in non-christian communities um and we like i did a we i don't remember what it was called but we did something this this semester and essentially it was kind of like the affinity groups like they talk about in the fuel and the flame and and we wrote out kind of like our inner circle of like who we were trying to reach to and when you draw that circle and you start to try to think of people um if if you've surrounded yourself in Christian community like I had, like you realize you're kind of grasping for straws, trying to like, like figure out who can I share the gospel with? Like, who am I being intentional to share the gospel with? Not just like meeting someone on the street and sharing the gospel, but like in daily life being intentional. Um, And I think when you look at, you know, our utmost like model of Jesus, like how he, discipled and and shared the gospel day to day he had his his close group of disciples that he went back to at night and and they would you know further explain like his parables and and they would talk about things and he would ask them questions like who do you say I am and um things like that but for the majority of their time as they were traveling he was with non-believers Um, And there were times that he would even separate himself from his group of disciples, like with the woman at the well, um, and would spend intentional time with people that um, needed to have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think just modeling Jesus is kind of the goal in all situations.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Being amongst the people. Um, I think that's the biggest danger that we face as Christians in college is that we, we get connected to an on campus uh, Christian organization, that we get connected with a local church, um, that we have a really close group of friends, but we don't rub shoulders, like Zach said, with non believers. Um, like, we're not in the union, we're not in the, uh, the, I don't know, on the parade grounds, we're not hanging out where lost people would be. Um, and I know my own personal life, like this was a struggle as I went through college, I got towards the end and I was, I had the same thing that Casey was just saying. I was like, okay, there's a challenge to share the gospel with one person, write that person down. And I struggled. Right. Um, and it was a hard thing for me. And I was like, okay, let me, let me rethink about this. Right. Um, Because the people were there. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't around lost people. It was just that I didn't know them. Like I didn't have friendships with them. And I started looking around in my classroom even. Um, and I was, there was five or six people I had in like every class I were in. They didn't go to church. They weren't connected uh, to a local body by any means. And like those became the people that I'm like, I need to get them, right? Like I need to share the gospel with them. I'm around them already. Um, Zach brought up a really good point of just, we don't necessarily have to go out and do something that is outside of ourselves. Um, we like what we like, what we desire. The Lord has given us those desires, use those for his kingdom. Like if we like baseball, if we like hunting, if we like fishing, if we like plants, um, like <laughs> if we like any of these things, right? Use those desires and, and interests that the Lord has given us to reach the campus um, because there's going to be organizations that do it. Like there's going to be people that are just amongst it playing disc golf or whatever. Just go play disc golf, but do it with a kingdom mindset where you're trying to meet people, right? Um, you're trying to connect with people and not just living your own life that is focused on self. Um, so that's some really good stuff guys. Um, I think we just all need to be reminded of that on a daily basis. And one very practical thing of starting, uh, this whole thing is begin to pray for opportunities. Um, I know for me, that's changed it, right? Like praying for opportunities, exposed the opportunities that I already had in my life. Um, it, it's, sh- it opened my eyes to the people that needed Jesus. So that was a really huge step. in me saying, okay, here they are. Um, so, if you were to start college over, right, if you were to do it all over again and leverage the whole thing for the gospel, leverage the whole thing for making disciples, what would you do differently?
1: Uh, I um, I have thought about this a lot this semester, um, being like the last semester of college and just kind of reminiscing on the last four years. Um, and re- actually just this week I had an experience that, or actually it was yesterday that I was like, wow, like it was kind of like one of those moments of like, wow, I really failed this, the last four years, as far as like being intentional in my like circles. Um, I was in a study group with about six other like classmates that I've had a lot of the same classes with for the last four years. Um, and we've studied together several times. And one of the people in that, um, group like made a a reference um to to god that i it was something like you know if god brings you to it he'll get you through it like one of those phrases and and i recognized it from like a like popular tv show and um and like i made a comment like oh you watch that show da 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 and like it made me realize that like the people who are in my circles, even though like I'm a Christian in a circle of people that I know are not fellow believers um, or even like, like maybe they're like nominal believers, like you said, like they claim it, but they don't really live it um, are getting their knowledge of God and their knowledge of scripture from Hollywood, essentially mm-hmm. from TV shows. um, And so all that just to say that if I could start over and, go back to freshman year me or even, like, tell freshman year me, like, how to do things differently, I would, I would tell, um, tell myself to be more intentional and to be bold because the time goes by so fast, and before you know it, it's kind of too late, um, to be intentional in those conversations, um, well, it's never too late, but I would have a lot more time if I would have started as a freshman being intentional in those study groups, um, or even being, like more active in those study groups than in Christian organizations, which sounds counterintuitive, but like you said earlier, like spending time with non-Christians and having those relationships is a lot more impactful than spending majority of my time with fellow Christians. Um, So, yeah, I would just be more intentional with my classmates and the like circles that only I was in that Mm -hmm. my other fellow Christians were not. Yeah,
0: that's good. Zach, what about you?
2: Uh, I would say um, this acr—well, two things. One of the acronyms that I've learned to pray for is Bob, B-O-B, um, of having like a burden for lost people, having opportunities to share, and having bonus to um, share with them. It's just you pray that every day, um, and like it'll st- it'll work. Like God's not—that's not a prayer that God's gonna be like no, you see, like, I don't think I want to answer that. No, like, God wants to answer that for you. Like, he wants you to pray that. So praying that consistently. um, And then just being a part of a group that has uh, lost people in it, um, whether it's, um, like, my, my target group. Like, having that target group of people that you are sharing the gospel with. Like, we should be strategic with how we share the gospel. It's not just like, oh, th- I'll share the gospel here, share the gospel there. It's like, no, we should have, you have a strategy. You Like most colleges are planning out their whole life of what I want to study, who I want to date, where am I going to eat tonight or whatever. Um, so like, why wouldn't we have a strategy to share this most important message in the world? Um, so having that target group, whether it's um, my dorm uh, or staying in a dorm for your college career, that's tough. Or, Um, Joining a fraternity or sorority, um, that's a, once again, great opportunity to mix in with lost people and, like, share the gospel with them, get to know them, because those are your brothers, those are your sisters, um, and you have influence, like, if you're on the inside of these groups, like, you have way more influence than an outsider, Um, so yeah, just taking a target group and being a part of it. Um, I personally think if I could go back, uh, I really would want to join like a fraternity. Um, just having the same mindset that I do now of man. Cause like you're just with those guys or those girls so often. And it's such a cool experience um, to show the guys with them, but you don't necessarily have to join a fraternity or a sorority. Um, even if it's like just having that organization or something that like you like to do, um, cause that'll keep you coming. Plus having the relationships with lost people. Um, once again, whether it's a sport or an activity, um, or a certain movement, like whatever, just be, um, a part of this, of your campus, um, and have that kingdom reason for doing it. Don't just seclude yourself. Um, from lost people because that's a dangerous spot to be in
0: yeah for sure i think having that kingdom mindset of everything i do is for the glory of god it's to expand his kingdom it's to make disciples is something i think we struggle with and we really don't do like we don't think okay is my living situation next year is that for the gospel or is that just for my comfort is, is my relationship with this person, is that for the gospel or is it just easy? Like, all of these questions, I don't think we wrestle with them that much. Um, and, and then, like, we don't need to be so convicted that we are frozen there, right? Like, we don't need to say, okay, yeah, I'm com- I chose this apartment or I chose this house because I'm comfortable. Well, use it to reach your neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever opportunity we find ourselves in, um, even if we've made bad decisions, even if we regret some of the decisions we make, We're in a place now, um, I think Casey said it earlier, we're in a place that we can reach the people around us. Are we doing it, right? Um, I think for me, this is a very challenging thing. So, like, I'm not in college anymore. Um, I'm a college minister who goes to seminary, and I'm around Christian people a lot, um, which is good, you know, which is fine. But, like, I have to be very intentional about how I spend my time outside of work, outside of school, that I'm around lost people. Whether it just be going to the gym or, like, talking to my neighbors like no matter what it is um i have to be intentional with it otherwise i'm just not um and that's the easy default for all of us is to be around christian people and just to not know lost people and to not have intentional relationship with them and if i were to answer this question it would be that like it would be go live in a dorm go rub shoulders with people go eat on campus right? Like it's so easy to just pick up Chick-fil-A on the way home, but like go and sit in the union and just be like, Hey, I have classes. You want to, you want to hang out? You know, you want to eat together. Um, it's all of these just like little opportunities where we're not necessarily, you know, going on mission trips and like spending 24 hours a day looking for opportunities to share the gospel, but we're using our daily habits to look for opportunities to share the gospel. We're, we're eating, we're going to the grocery store. We're doing all of these things intentionally with a kingdom mindset of, okay, are we expanding God's kingdom with what we're talking about here? So it's really good.
2: Yeah. That's convicting. And like we're sharing this, I suppose for those of you who are about to be freshies, freshmen (laughs) coming into LSU, wherever um, in Baton Rouge or anywhere. Um, It's just so that we hope that you can take on some of these convictions now because we've had to um, learn these the hard way. And even for those sophomores juniors, seniors, grad school, grad school people who are like, man, that's, that's really convicting. Um, but don't don't just let it be there. Um, just God wants to use you right now. Um, and no matter how you've spent the last year, two years, three years is, um, you could still use the rest of the time you have for the glory of God. Um, don't just be like, Man, I wasted my freshman year, or man, I wasted my freshman and sophomore year. Um, God, if you want to be used, God can use you. So yeah, that's good. That's my last word.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Just like use every opportunity. If you're convicted, start today. Right, like don't regret the last three years or whatever, and just say, you know what, I'm gonna be faithful today, um, because if we're not faithful today with the gospel we're not going to be faithful our whole senior year or whole freshman year or whatever year we're going into. Um, So it's just an important thing that like the issue is not to be frozen and be paralyzed by regret. It's to take a step in faith to say, you know what? I wasn't obedient then I'm going to be obedient now. And man, that's the challenge for each of us. And that's the challenge I have just been so convicted of all year. Okay. I'm going to be faithful today. I'm going to share the gospel today. I'm going to go and make disciples today, man. That's a good word. We could talk for so much longer, (laughs) Uh, but it has been 40 minutes already. So I'm going to pray for you guys. I'm so thankful for y'all and just how y'all have been faithful um, in the ministry here at Jefferson. And uh, I'm just going to pray for y'all that you continue to do so. Where you go? Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Uh, Thank you so much for the opportunity just to sit here and just talk about your mission. Um, Lord, to go and make disciples. Lord, we pray that we would never forget um, how good you are, that we would never forget the message that you have given us uh, in the gospel, the good news that it is. And Lord, we pray that you just be with our ministry here and our ministry as these two students move forward um, into the next stage of life, Lord, that they would just take this message seriously. Lord, that they would take your final words and they would make it their first priority. And Lord, they would say, your name is greater than everything. Your mindset is what we need to have and not just a selfish mindset, but Lord, that we would be live selflessly, um, Lord, that we would live in a way that would just bring you glory and honor, and Lord, that our conversations would just be so saturated by the gospel that we would just continue to reach people, and that we would look for opportunities to reach people. Lord, we pray for Casey and, and Zach right here, Lord, that you would just be with them um, as they as they graduate, Lord, that they would just, just take your mission, message and your mission seriously, Lord, that they would love you faithfully, and that they would not lose these these things that you have taught them over the last four years, and Lord, that they would go into the nations and make more and more disciples. Lord, we love you. It's your son's name I pray. Amen.